0: Take RFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and live streaming of primo local content. Download the Access Internet Radio app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store.
1: This program was first broadcast on RFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.
2: tuned in to The Source on Otago Access Radio. During this 10-week series, we will be exploring what processes go into making the city run and what you need to know to be an active citizen. Each week, we will be covering a different aspect of civic education, from the different departments in council to how to get your voice heard in local government. Tune in to Otago Access Radio on Fridays at 5pm. This series will also be replayed 12pm Sundays and 6 on Monday evenings. Podcasts are also available from www.oar.org The Source was brought to you by Dunedin Youth Council.
0: Hello, my name is Alana and I'm from the Dunedin Youth Council and I'm joined today by... Uh, Zoe, I'm from Germany. And um,
3: Grace, I'm originally from the UK.
0: So today we're going to be doing a podcast on local body elections and I guess their importance. The
3: next interview we're going
0: to hear is with Mayor Tim Shadbolt of Invercargill. Again, if you want to hear the full interview, you can... Uh, go listen to the podcast from www.oar.org.nz forward slash the dash source So with Tyler and I now we have the Mayor Tim Shabot from Invercargill and thank you so much for coming along we're just kind of would like to ask you a few questions relating to um, local body elections and I guess I want I guess an icebreaker question to start off with is what are what are your highlights or crookiest moments that you've had of being um, mayor?
1: Well, I guess if you look at a mayor's job, or one of a mayor's jobs, is, is to promote the area that you represent. Yeah. And I thought Dancing with the Stars would be the perfect opportunity because <laughs> yeah. a million people tuned in. That was in the first program I was in, and every session. And I thought, wow, free publicity. It'll be great. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm really going to enjoy this. And, boy, did I get a shot when it came to learning ballroom <laughs> dancing. <laughs> and uh, my first rehearsal was in the Scottish Hall, and they'd sent me this young 18-year-old student from Auckland, and I thought ballroom dancing was respectable. I thought it was the waltz <laughs> and the quick step. And, but, oh, no, 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 it's all this modern... Latin American music and yeah. she came twirling through the door with a head dress up round her head and wrapped her legs <laughs> around my thighs <laughs> and her head back and said this is the rumba the dance <laughs> of love as luck would have it, at that very moment in time, my partner walks into the Scottish Hall and I tell the thunderclouds were gathering. And I got home from rehearsals that night and she said, did you find that young woman attract them?
0: And
1: I said, no, no, not at all, not at all. And I got a week on the couch for life.
0: But did you have a good time?
1: Well, we we did, we did re- what we decided to do after about 10 lessons was that I was hopeless we just had to face reality so we decided to see it as a marketing project rather yes. than a dancing competition <laughs> and we did the sting at that time that was a netball team at the time oh, yes. uh, we're in the finals and we danced at halftime in front of four and a half thousand people cheering us wow. on and <laughs> (laughs) We went to her. She'd come from Gore. We went to her intermediate school assembly and danced there. (laughs) And we just went for votes, not for perfection. No. No. And and we got third, which was wow. That's that's
0: that's really good. (laughs) Bit
1: disappointed
4: you didn't get to come back for the new season.
1: Um, no, they only, the slaves, <laughs> they only have you on for no. one season, and then they oh. go on after that. For, for the, others. the politicians were lining up at a queue, of course, <laughs> yeah. trying to get on. Is so, uh,
0: there anything else that's been a highlight of um, being a mayor?
1: Yeah, well, just I suppose... Um, the television work I've always found quite interesting. After Dancing with the Stars, I went on a program called Intrepid Journeys,
3: and oh, yeah, I sent yeah.
1: us to Borneo. Wow. In the jungles and in the little villages on homestays, and it was a very sort of economic tour, really. But um, yes, letting turtles go back into the sea and seeing so uh, and it was sort of environmental type tourism, and okay. I hadn't experienced that before. so uh, that was that was a great experience. That would have
0: been quite an experience. And yeah. I think Tyler, you found something else interesting about Mr. <laughs> Shadbolt that you were going to ask.
4: Um, so how was it being the record holder for the twenty six hour live broadcast?
1: Well, that's full of irony too. I mean, yeah, we, uh, I was thrilled to you know get the opportunity to break that record because there aren't many television stations that can just go off air for twenty six hours. Yeah, do twenty six hours to break the record, and um, and and we did it. We actually got there and. And, you know, we we're so thrilled and and the head of Rotary in Invercargill when these elections came up said, isn't it amazing that these two gentlemen spoke to each other for 26 <laughs> hours and then one of them announced he was running for the mayoralty and they haven't said a word to each other since <laughs>
4: And you've also got your stints on um, Jono and Ben a few times on there.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, and um, uh, all sorts of comedy shows that come to town, they sort of rake me in as (laughs) as sort of a, you know, reserve venture. (laughs) um, I I think humour's a great part of life and a great part and should be more a part of local government. Yeah, yeah. And they tend to, I think, take themselves just a bit too seriously for too long. Although there was a little bit of humour. There was a guy today spoke and he was just a sort of consultant research worker into population trends and Mm -hmm. things like that. And he said, and the problem with local government if you've only got one tool in your tool cut and that's a hammer then every problem you come across will look like a nail. <laughs> <laughs> and so I yeah. thought, oh, well that was a little bit of Work, well, but that was about <laughs> all in the whole nine hours. Well, <laughs> otherwise
0: it gets, a, it gets a bit dry, and so you've got to find some way to spice up <laughs> and get people yes. interested.
1: Well, I think that's what puts a lot of young people off local government, unfortunately. Mm, yes. It can be tedious and boring and repetitive and legalistic, and, and so I think more people would get interested, perhaps, if there was more storytelling and humour and just interest in life, because yeah. Yeah. local government covers virtually everything you do in life. You know, when you wake up in the morning and turn the tap on, how does that water get to your tap? When you put your rubbish bins out, where does it go? It's the basics of life, but it's mm. really important that you do it well, you know.
4: Yeah. Now, as New Zealand's longest-serving mayor, why do you think you've been so successful and what keeps driving you to continue
1: well, I did. I was thinking of retiring actually at the last mm-hmm. elections, and then I heard that if you die in office, the council pay for your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, there's a pig. At last, I found a pig. You know, so
0: you're going to keep applying until, <laughs> yeah. until, until you keep going.
1: We <laughs> you drop. Me, <laughs> And, um, and if you enjoy a job and, no. um, you know, people keep voting you in, well, um, you I think you're a very lucky person because, as I said, no two days are the same. You've got no job description for a mayor. Yeah. You get a new car every year, wow. <laughs> and, um, and you got no bus. It's all about um. them perks. And,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, there's a little bit more. It sounds like there's more perks than just having your funeral for <laughs> <patron. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And one would hope so. Yeah. So are you applying for this this year's election too? Oh, yes.
1: too, right. Good. Yeah. Good. It's sort of Good. interesting. When I first went down to Invercargill, um, it was all about the public meeting, and it was quite yeah. exciting election times because you'd have four or five hundred people crammed into a hall, and really getting stuck into you some of them, you know. And yeah. it was quite dynamic process, but then along came television. And then it tended to, we got regional television. So the debate, suddenly all the public meetings fizzled out because people didn't have to go out on a cold night. Yeah. And so TV took over. And then the television station crashed just about a year ago. So uh. um, we've been negotiating with various parties to get it restarted. But in the meantime, all we've got is the internet. So we'll have the first kind of... Internet um, uh-huh. campaign, and uh, it's going to be quite interesting to see how it works and whether mm. or not we can increase the voting that way. Um, we're not allowed to vote online, but just about <laughs> everything else we will be doing. Well, that will That's, be a yeah.
0: fascinating process. Mm. And I guess another question is: is that. Over the years of being mayor, um, has there been anything that you have learned that you may have not known or appreciated before that, I guess?
1: Yeah, I suppose I learned the power of public speaking, really. And in some ways... I was quite lucky because my, or lucky and unlucky, my dad was a fighter pilot in the fleet air arm and survived World War II but got wow. killed training for Korea. Mm-hmm. And so I, my mum was part Dutch, so we went to Holland. So when I was five and six, I was living in Holland and learned the language and you'd pick it up quick at that age. And, um, and then when we finally arrived back in New Zealand, I I was put in this little class for foreign kids um, (laughs) another Dutch kid two Yugoslav kids a little Chinese kid, and there was no speech therapist, or so there weren't enough no. speech therapists to go around, so they gave us an opera singer. And she said, Timothy, I want you to project yourself. I want you to throw your voice across the room. You're so melodramatic. You know? yeah. But she actually taught me the art of oratory, and I, what I've learned coming through is that regardless of what job I think you go in for, If you can be a confident public speaker or a confident even just a small seminar and really communicate with people in a way that creates interest, um, you can get a lot further in life than perhaps... Um, being too shy to talk or something. Yeah, and
0: so that would apply to youth as well as everyone else in terms of I guess getting out into the world and getting opportunities.
1: Getting opportunities and especially when you're a mayor because you do a lot of ribbon cutting and opening new Mm -hmm. buildings and I make a point of always having an entertaining opening if I possibly can. Tell a little humorous story along the way and I think that's An aspect that people really enjoy and appreciate.
0: Other than your uh, I guess the public speaking um, ability that you've learned, is there anything else that you've learned that I guess you think might apply specifically to youth or um, in general and local Um, body elections?
1: I I think um, I think it's probably just getting an appreciation of how a city works and I hope that um, young people will develop it more and more. Uh, we are the third biggest employer in in Vicargo. Wow. Uh, and a lot of uh, people don't really appreciate, you know, what, what's it like to work in a library? What's it like to run a stadium? What's mm-hmm. it like, you know, local government is actually quite powerful. On top of that, we've got all sorts of business enterprises going. We get Five million dollars a year um, from the profits of our businesses. We've got electricity companies in the North Island, got forests, we've got airports, we've got all sorts of infrastructure. And if you can, I think a lot of people look down on council workers you know, they're seen as as a lazy bunch leaning on their shovels and, and not working hard enough. And in the old days, there used to be. a a very high turnover in local government and no young people would go near it with a barge pole if they could possibly help it. (laughs) But I think that's turning around now with the wide variety of work that we do, overseas travel, uh, coming to conferences like this. I mean, getting, you know, 600 mayors and CEOs together and just debating issues. Um, I, you know... doesn't sound as yeah. exciting, but it really is quite interesting once you develop an interest in it.
0: So, do you think um, youth should be involved in the local body government?
1: I think they should be involved right the way through. And um, as I said, there's a lot of opportunities in there. Uh, we're becoming more and more innovative in terms of our approach to things. For example, we're just at the moment involved in um, outer space and we're building satellites and oh, wow. um, we've signed up our 12 international space agencies. Goodness. And we're just taking advantage of the fact that we're a flat city. So it means, like during World War Two. Uh, most of the communications to the British Navy went through Invercargill because there's no hills and there's no obstacles and we could get messages all around the world um, and we're, and that's why the space agencies of the world have now come back to us and said we just love this place and there were 300 people working on that radar station and installation during World War Two, and we've built a museum now towards it and um so I think yes, take it interest, see what's happening. Yeah. Um and who knows what's gonna turn up. Um so do you think
4: that their votes have more of a direct impact or like a fast or whatever? Or do you think that it sort of takes its time to
0: In terms of I yeah. guess um local local elections versus national elections and I guess youth don't really think they should vote in national elections because, you know, it's not going to... Well, they they think that their vote doesn't necessarily matter, Mm. but seeing as, you know, the city council is in their city, does that... Do you think the vote has more of an impact or...? Well, it certainly
1: does. I think it has a huge impact, especially when a lot of people vote on an issue. And that's why voting's so important at local government level because central government is always trying to pinch our assets, take yeah. them off as they eye up our electricity companies like you wouldn't believe. And so we're having to fight back all the time. And one of the things central governments say about local government is, oh, look at the voting. It's You don't even represent 50% of the people of your city. How can you fight for your rights? How can you fight to keep your assets going? Um, and but if people vote, then that gives us as the ninja political warriors, <laughs> yeah. of the local government, more power and more right to defend ourselves. And you know, you look at what we're involved in. Um, And uh, the wide variety of work that we're involved in, um, it it only will continue in the future if people take an interest in it. And if they don't, we'll just be amalgamated and amalgamated and eventually wiped out, wiped Mm -hmm. off the mat. And that would be a pity because it gives, at the present time, you've actually got local democracy at work. Yeah. And if you don't like what the council's doing, you can throw them out. <laughs> and if you don't like what they're doing, you know, and, and. We have an effect on your lives. So I was debating with my local MP, Eric Roy, and I said, well, Eric, you may be more powerful and we're just your little cousin and we're your little brother and you make all the laws of the land and you're more powerful, but I can get 200 trucks at the corner of D Street at 7 (laughs) o'clock in the morning. Can you do that? (laughs) So in real terms, I think we're a vital part of our democratic system.
0: And youth have the I guess the longest future ahead of them, so mm, definitely if you want if you want a council to do I guess, things in your city that you'd like, I guess you know you've got to start early with voting.
1: Oh look you've got to get into the youth we our youth council's become so popular now we've got two youth councils we've got a senior youth council and a junior youth council, oh. and they travel to different cities, they go to parliament, they get involved. In every council meeting, they stand up and speak and make submissions as to what the young people of the city want, and we take them really seriously. The whole council take their submissions really seriously, and that's how the only way it will happen. It's otherwise people just take all those things for granted. Mm -hmm. Think, oh, well, we got a park. Yeah, well, sure, of course, we got a park, but Queen's Park, which is our biggest park, costs three million. A year, just planting flowers wow. and mowing lawns and whatever the parks department do, and the swimming pools. And I've just enjoyed a swim in your pool. <laughs> um, those facilities just wouldn't be as well run and well maintained, uh, I think, unless you've got a powerful economic body like local government to really that's really got the. Um, I think. Political cooperation and the financial muscle to keep those projects on track,
0: so I guess um, another question well as i while I was researching to find questions to ask you, I came across this mayor in the North Island who was quoted as saying that he thinks that there is no need for another local body election and his in his uh, town, because he said that although democracy is important, there's also an old adage that if something isn't broken, don't fix it. And the council's functioning very well. He also said that I've got a council. I've got a council that's working really well. So let's just carry on working hard on what's good for our district. I was just wondering. seeing is, I guess you're a very long um, standing mayor. Okay, what With many successful campaigns, would you agree with this, Mayor, or do you think you should keep going back to Absolutely put yourself forward? Absolutely
1: No, I'm afraid I can't agree with a – it's an interesting <laughs> philosophy, but yeah. I cannot agree with it. I think you need that refreshment. You need – two or three new councillors at least in every election Um, just through a lot retire too, it's not doesn't mean they've voted out of office but bringing in new people I mean, how ridiculous is me coming from West Auckland and going down to Invercargill and running for (laughs) and and I won and thought the problem is depopulation to me I identified that as the biggest problem and so we went for Zero fee education, and and within a year we went from a thousand students to five thousand students. Because wow. if you're studying to be a nurse, you save twelve grand. If you're studying to be a plumber, you save ten grand. Which yeah. is a lot of money That's, when you're yeah. a student.
0: You, you know? well, I think it's a lot of money right. anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if your parents are going to pay, it's a yeah. lot of money. But um, and it, it was cheaper accommodation. And I don't think that would have happened unless we had new, a new – because education isn't meant to be part of local government work. Mm. We saw it as an economic project, not just right. an educational yeah. project. Um, but it really has transformed the city from a – very much monocultural Scottish city to a multicultural city. Uh, I just think in in so many levels we've expanded. Now we've got a campus in Queenstown, a campus in um, Christchurch, Mm -hmm. a campus in Gore, and they're all thriving and it's just been a real morale booster for the city and our population for the first time in 30 years. Yeah. Go- we were the fastest declining population of any city in New Zealand or Australia, wow. and last census we had a 2.7% increase. Wow. So, um, I think new, new ideas and new people coming in is a vital part of the democratic process.
4: Mm. Now, even if youth aren't involved or interested in politics, how important do you think it is for them to be active
1: citizens and how can they do this? Well, there's a whole range. Uh, New Zealand is a society that runs on volunteers, basically. And I I had a guy came into my office and he had an orange robe on, his hair all shorn (laughs) off and little bells around his ankles, (laughs) and he said, Mr Mayor, I'd like you to teach me how to be a Kiwi. (laughs) I I put my hands over my head and thought, what can I say, you know? If I tell him to get that silly orange cloth off, I could be accused of religious intolerance (laughs) or something. (laughs) And I said, well, mate, it's like this. Invercargill's a city of trusts and incorporated societies and charitable Organizations and and just join as many as you can, and just put your hand up and volunteer for everything. Yeah, I said you know don't go to the pub or anything. you, <laughs> <won't> you? <laughs> yeah, just you couldn't do a bit of trouble. I say, yeah. but just volunteer for and. I met him two weeks later and he tried to sell me a raffle ticket for the local dance. (laughs) I couldn't believe it he said thank you Mr Mayor for teaching me how to be a Kiwi (laughs) and um, that's how you get involved and of course using our wonderful council facilities Um, you know if you join a sports club and, and, and there's a lot of sport isn't as well we've still got elite sports people but uh, most of our courts most of the time are used by community groups yeah. and just kind of um, social sport, I suppose mm. you call and it. It's of, and it's
0: all and it's all always through the votes that you get the change like I guess that you get to use those facilities and take advantage of that if you you know, they wouldn't, they
1: wouldn't be there if no. people weren't mm. voting for local government and local government wasn't trying all the time to give, make sure. You know, when you look at a city of 50,000 people like we are, Dunedin's twice as big, so you've probably got twice as many facilities. But, you know, when you just look at the parks, libraries, first wooden indoor velodrome in New Zealand, um, huge indoor stadium. Um, rugby park the civic theatre um, those facilities which we had to make all proof them for earthquake proof I just don't think they'd be in a I don't think a city of 50,000 people could afford them mm. yeah. if it wasn't for council and the council wouldn't exist if it wasn't for democracy mm. and so it, you know you might not Directly connect, um, voting paying, to <laughs> voting, yeah. Yeah. paying rates to the council, which yeah. no one likes doing. Uh, with all the facilities that are made available to you, and I think the first step is make use of those, take advantage of those facilities, make sure they're well patronised, and encourage councillors when you think they're doing. Right, we get lots of letters telling us when we're doing things wrong. But every now and again you strike gold and someone says, good on you, keep up the good work. And it makes it all worthwhile.
0: Well, I think that's probably a good way to wrap it up then.
1: Thanks for having us. And um, I hope uh, more and more young people will take an interest. Some people have said the silver bullet will be when we get internet voting. But I'm not sure because they brought it in in Canada and it didn't impact on the level of voting at all. Oh, really? So you can't just think, oh, something, some new technology will come along and solve the problem. Mm. It won't. I think people just have to actively get involved in local government, local issues, local facilities and do their best to help build the, build the cities, especially the provincial cities of New Zealand. <laughs>
5: I think no matter who you are, no matter how old you are, no matter where you are, it's very, very important to vote and to take part in the system. But especially as the younger people and the people who are going to um, be the future of this country and the future of the world, I mean, that sounds a bit, um, you know, very grand, but it's true. It's very important to um, educate yourself about politics and to, to take at least um, some interest in it yeah. because it, it will not only affect you but everyone you know and if you ever plan to have children it
0: will affect them as well. I mean, you don't have to put yourself forward to be a councillor or a politician but you definitely, I guess, need to vote. If you look at the Dunedin City Council at this present moment most of the councillors are over the age of 45 and so from, I guess, a youth perspective it's very hard to get I, yeah the perspective of youth in that council and so in some aspects we need more youthful people putting themselves forward and you know people voting for them so you can mix it up a little bit but on the other hand even if just youth vote for councillors who seem to represent you know who have good um I guess values and uh, want to incorporate youth that can actually make a whole lot of a difference really
5: yeah i mean politics is essentially about um voicing your opinion and trying to make changes where you want to have changes and i think everybody has something that they're angry about maybe yeah. you know it's like <laughs> i don't know you know maybe it's um that you don't like that there's many con- construction sites or you you want the pool to be different or you want you know what no matter what yeah. it is everybody has their thing so voting is is you know, one of the ways, and probably the most important way, we have to actually show that opinion and to voice that opinion, and to make sure that we don't lose the right to voice that opinion, because you know we need to protect our democracy.
0: And I guess it's all about, as you were saying, Grace, um, before this accountability. I mean, if you don't vote, how can the accountability from the city council to the like the public it
3: decreases
0: a lot? Really. Exactly.
3: Yeah, I think what people forget is that you know democracy and our city and our council and our country all relies on the fact that we're voting that we're saying all of these different things if not it completely fails because ultimately democracy is the expression of your beliefs in the political system and political sphere and if we're not doing that then all that's going to happen is we're not going to be represented we're going to have ideas and like you know policies that have come through that don't you know not everybody supports and people are going to complain they're not going to be happy in the city they're written and i think especially something we, we you know we mentioned earlier everything around us the environment that we're living in at the moment is the dcc and yes. that's why it's so important to vote
0: It also if you bring it back to the very basics if you don't vote you can't complain Really, so if you don't, you know, if you don't vote, don't expect the city to change. Really, and well, I get, expect it to change, but not maybe not the way you want it to change. Yeah, well, definitely that. And I guess, and you know, if if you if you don't vote, there's you know, one you can't complain, but you also there's a greater amount of dissatisfaction, and I guess you can see that with oh, well on a global scale, well in a European scale, like the Brexit. And, you know, so many of the young, younger demographic didn't turn out to vote. And,
5: and now there are so many people, especially, I mean,
0: yeah, younger
5: people yeah. who feel like their future has been ripped from them because they're not going to be able to access Europe in the same way. And I think we see that on, I mean, I don't want to get too much into current politics but you know we see that in America with Donald Trump as well the people being dissatisfied with the system and that's why it's important to um, stay
3: educated I think a large thing with um, the disengagement you've kind of got people on the left who have an innate distrust of the government this is talking again about Donald Trump Mm. um, par all of the um, so to say Policies of which he has, um, I think he's like he represents a large like portion of society who are disengaged, who don't believe in the like political system because he isn't a conventional politician, is he? He wasn't like you know Ted Cruz or Jeb Bush yeah. or you know Marco Rubio. He wasn't like that. And I think that ultimately we have to, to a degree, trust the system and trust the fact that our vote will make a difference. I think, especially within New Zealand, where there is incredibly low rate of corruption especially but I think we need to believe that onto this distrust thing I think a lot of it stems from my vote won't make a difference but the point of the fact is, is your vote does make a difference within that number and I'll bet it might not be large just numerically it does make a difference in that sense but more importantly it's your mentality and if you have that mentality then how many more people of your group are going to have that mentality yeah. and Absolutely, it spreads like yes. a virus. And and I think I think especially if you're someone
5: who talks about the importance of voting with your friends, with your family, with people you yeah. meet in everyday life then that has um, exactly like you say it has a viral effect. It shows people uh, that local body elections are very important and that's where this disengagement with the system comes from right. It doesn't necessarily come from um you know parliament or, or john key making a decision that we don't necessarily agree with it comes from your local uh city changing in a way maybe that you don't like so um really local body elections are far more important than anyone really realizes and um it's also uh, very important because um yeah it's, it's sad that uh Local body elections often have the lowest voter turnout because those are the ones that uh,
0: you know it's change not, our lives the most. But, and you know, people have this preconception that local body government doesn't have as much of an impact. But really, it has a, it's got a, a, a much more of a direct impact than n- the national government. I mean, yes, national government is exceptionally important. But as we said before, you know, so many of the things we couldn't do day to day if it wasn't for our local body government and. Yeah, I guess it, it's pr- been proven that, you know, if you don't start voting from a younger age, you're you're less likely to vote in the s- next elections for going onwards.
3: Speaking about that, that kind of links into education. What are your guys' opinion on civics education and integrating it within schools? I think you can never have enough
5: of it, really. I mean... Um, there's, I don't think there's enough of it in local schools at the moment and that's why it's so important that stuff like Youth Forum or Youth Parliament, that those things exist. And it's very important to empower youth and to show them that their voice is real and that their opinions are real and valid in the system and that they have to be respected.
3: Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a large problem with youth today. I feel like they don't feel empowered and they don't feel like you know it's up to the adults who know things about it. But the fact is, is our minds are incredible, we have a fresh perspective on this, yes. we're not coming into it with like preconceived ideas already, and we get to form our own, and that's where the really cool ideas come out, and that's where we get, you know, kind of a greater you know understanding of things when we get the full range of ideas that we can see and i think that civics education does provide education to youth makes them feel as if they know what they're talking about and empowerment to it
0: yeah i mean new zealand used to have civics education in um the schools but now that's disappeared and with that has become has come the declining voter turnout i guess because you know if you don't know about it there are, There's not really much motivation to vote because you just you don't appreciate the significance of what your vote means. But it's actually it's incredibly significant. It definitely isn't. People take things for granted, right? I mean, we walk
5: down the road and and, and we turn on the tap and drink some water or whatever, and we just think you know that's the way things are. But it's actually not the way things are. That's all provided. As you know, we've said earlier, it's all provided by the Dunedin City Council and by local government. And um, that's why it's so important to have a voice and, and to be empowered about these things. And I think the civic education should definitely be brought back because
0: um, it's very important. And I guess you don't see youth so much in the local government. However, it is possible to get in and, um, and to, like... You don't have to be in local government to make a difference. Definitely not. But you know, an example of a youth, uh, a young person in local body government is uh, a man called Nick. Nick, Le- it sounds like legit, but I think it's legit. <laughs> um, anyway, he he's make from it, the maybe. Yeah, he's from the North Island, and at the age of 19, he was first elected as a councillor, I mean that's just incredible and it just shows, I guess embodies youth participation in local um, government and now he is admittedly older now but he's become the mayor of this town and it's just all from being involved and having from initially being that counsellor with that youthful perspective and now he's gained the experience and wisdom to become, like, the mayor. And so I just, you know, it's possible for youth to get in to and involved within the council. However, it's definitely not everyone's forte, really.
5: (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, not everyone has to... You know, be a city councillor or be the mayor. And um, being involved in politics as a politician is, is definitely yeah. something that I would encourage young people to do as much as they want, also. But um, really, voting doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't take a lot of energy. It's just one it's,
0: tick. It's really. one tick,
5: you know. You you go to the booth and you put one tick behind a name uh, that you support, and, and that's voting. And um, yeah. so, yeah, it you, you really doesn't
0: take much. And for the youth out there who, you know, you aren't of voting age yet, there are many ways that you can still, you know, you don't have to vote to help, you know, and to, to, if you're not of voting age, that's not the be-all or end-all. You can still be involved in the city and have an impact, really. And so you can see that through just educating yourself and, you know, getting involved in things like, even youth councils, um, or you know, youth parliament, or just being a volunteer around the city—even it's just, you know, there are so many things that you can do before you reach voting age. Even after that, you reach
3: voting age to, you know, just, you know, have an impact. Really, I think conceptually and kind of at the base level, politics is a discussion of ideas. And so even by educating yourself in just turning on the news or downloading an app of BBC type thing, you're educating yourself about ideas. Yes. You're educating your future self about what you want to see in you know the world by discussing it with your friends who may or may not be of voting age. You're helping them and you're creating a culture and I think disengagement or engagement and all of these different things which politics entails is all about culture. And you can see that through like different groups not doing it or doing it. I mean, locally, an example you can see this with is quite often the council kind of have like meetings and things such as that and like town halls and, you know, different things like this. And you can see different suburbs having different participation rates. Yeah. Like, for example, in Portobello, where I know there's quite a, um, you know, strong connection with one another and they all know each other on quite friendly levels. A lot of them turn her up to meetings and a lot of them discuss and a oh, lot yes. of them, you know really. You know, you know, love Portobello and want to know more about it and improve it. And I think yeah. it's just, I always remember when I was again talking to um, someone else within the council, what they did is they were like, you know, the thing is, is they put forward what they want and we can like actually make it specific and actually yes. direct it. And it makes the council far more accountable to what we want. And when you vote and when you turn up
0: to things, you are far more invested in what you want to see in the city and I you know it's just it's just so important to vote and I guess (laughs) local body elections that are coming up in October in Dunedin this this year is just a perfect opportunity to exercise your right to vote and to get involved in that democratic system and you know just like just have your say really. So, I guess just to recap everything that we've done, uh, well, talked about really. Yeah. it's just we've in this we've been talking about just the importance of voting and the like, a little bit of the history and how the local election voting system actually works. And um, we hope that this has helped you gain a greater understanding on really why it's important to vote. And, you know, if you're able to, to get involved in the next local elections that are coming up, which is 8th of October. Mark that in your calendar. Mark that in your calendar. And so, yes, thank you for tuning in. And to sign out, we'll leave you with another quick quote. Did you know that sitting on a sea turtle in the U.S. is considered a third-degree felony? That's amazing. Wow. And I think
5: the last thing we should say... Everyone, you should go vote. Yes, vote. Exercise
3: your right to vote. there's one thing you can take away with this, you're an empowered individual who helps democracy and helps yourself in the process. Oh, that's so beautiful, Thank you. (laughs) I'm I'm quite the poet. And thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) You have been listening to The Source on
2: Otago Access Radio. Tune in every Friday at 5pm for the next topic of discussion. This series will also be replayed at 12pm Sundays and 6 on Monday evenings. The source will also be podcast from www.oar.org.nz. Thank you to the Dunedin Youth Council for making this series
0: possible. Take RFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and live streaming of Primo local content. Download the Access Internet Radio app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store.
1: This program was first broadcast on ORFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.